and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music-obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Vivian. My name is Maddie. So this is episode 94, and as always, we'll start with our first segment, Song of the Week. Maddie, kick us off. Alrighty, so my Song of the Week this week is called Call My Name by J.P. Cooper. So I've been a fan of J.P. Cooper's music for a while now. Um, when his album came out in 2017, I was all over it. Yeah, listened to all of the songs. <laughs> um, I really, really love JP Cooper's voice. Um, I think he is like a pop artist, but a lot of his music is very much like soul mm. influenced, and it's really, really prominent in this song in particular. Um, so one of the cool things that I love about this song, first and foremost, is the call my name, like the riff melody line that goes throughout the whole thing. It's like this really very cool, like descending um, riff um, that comes along in all the choruses. It's like the first thing that he sings as well, right before it sort of goes into the first verse. Um, I love it. I think it's great. Um, Another thing that I love about this track is like, as, as you know, I have... (laughs) A deep, a deep love for gospel vocals. Yes. And this song, as it builds towards the end, there's kind of like a, it's not like a breakdown, but there's not, um, not as much instrumentation in it as previously. Um, and there's like a lot of like this big sort of really rich, like gospel vocal that's like singing the chorus. And there's, um, this bit as well, like as it builds, um, there's like this string part that Mm. comes in which is super it's very punchy and very um very like sonically interesting from what the rest of the song has been it's like a real point of difference which is really cool um and then i just love like there's also throughout it there's like this um really prominent like piano part that comes in it's like really punchy and it's Mm. just doing like this one chord that kind of like sits there and it's yeah just really fun and really upbeat i really like it yeah, this is, like, the epitome of a Maddie song. Yeah. Um, to a T. To a T. Everything about it. Everything about it. <laughs> um, but what I think is really cool is the way that he sort of blends, I guess, like, the soulfulness, like, of his voice and those sort of influences with a more palatable, like, pop sort of production. Yeah. And I think... Like, I think that's also present on his other songs as well. And I do think that's probably one of the reasons why he's very successful and popular. Because he's sort of managed to create this really good blend that appeals to many people. And as well, like, with this song, I think those strings are my favourite part. They're so good, aren't they? It's just so punchy, like you said. And just so... It's just enough to sort of bring that sort of extra something that makes the song really interesting. Yeah, and they break through. I think it's really hard with... Like, because there is a lot going on as yeah. this song sort of gets to its climax, and there's like a lot of different elements. Like, there's really, really heavy. Like, there's so many vocal lines going into it, and there's like yeah. a lot of um, stuff underneath. And I think the way that the strings like are played, it really like breaks through that, and it's really, really cool to sort of like hear that difference. It's kind of it's like throwback to when. I remember this episode, it was called, like, Can You Describe a Song as Pointy? Yes. <laughs> and I feel like these strings are very pointy. Yes. In that sense. And I, yeah, I think it's really, really cool. And I love J.P. Cooper's music. I think, yeah, his vocals are insane. And the way that he can sort of, 
like have this really really rich soulful um sort of tone but then also he can do you know like your upbeat pop sort of stuff and then like really sort of toned down like acoustic ballads and I think he's got that range which I really really enjoy because it's sort of all of my like loves in kind of one person so I really really like his music and I love this song um so that's why it's my song of the week it is Call My Name by JP Cooper Vivian what's your song of the week so my song of the week this week is called Monster by Paris. I've spoken about Paris before on the podcast quite a few times, um, and this is their latest single after their album that came out last year, I think it was, or maybe it was 2019. Time is a flat circle. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Time is not real. Um, we are in a simulation. Thank exactly. you for your time. Yes. Um, but this song, um, it, Monster, is so different. I, it as this, especially as like a returning single after taking a bit of time off, it's so different from what I was expecting from them. And it's like this like mix between this like dark pop slash like alt rock vibe, which is really, really cool because I do think they sit really comfortably there. Mm. Um, and especially with this song in the chorus, like I think that's the thing that really threw me off the first time listening to it because in the verses, you hear these really gorgeous vocals, and then as it sort of, like, builds to the chorus, it's, like, this aggressive, like, spoken... Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just so different, but then, like, this the second time the chorus comes in, like, the vocals sort of come back and sing along with the spoken words to it, and yeah. it sounds so cool. I'm obsessed with this song. Look, in a nutshell, I love this song. I... <laughs> As soon as it started playing, I was like, okay, this is cool. And then, like, as soon as the vocals came in, I was like, yeah, I like this song. Yeah. This is great. I love it. Um, I don't know why I like it, but it's just amazing. Like, yeah. I feel like the way that it's been put together is so, so intelligent and so, mm. like, well thought out. I think it's, yeah, just an incredible song. And, like, I think, like... There are some parts that, like, kind of threw me. Like, there's not, like, screams, but, like, kind of, you know, like, vocal sort of expressions, Mm -hmm. I don't know, that happen throughout it. And that's kind of really interesting. And, yeah, it's just... I really like it. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, I think going off of that, like, the production on her vocals are really, really interesting to sort of emphasize, like, those expressions. Like, there's a lot of, like, distortion and compression, and it all just sounds... It all really contributes to that sort of edgy vibe. Very manufactured. Yeah. Industrial, kind of. Yes, exactly. And, um, yeah, like, I just really like this direction. And the cool thing as well is, like, in the last chorus of the song, there's these really interesting harmonies underneath that she sort of does. And it's just so, like... I just think it's just so different and interesting and I'm really excited to see if they sort of continue down this path. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that is my song of the week this week, Monster by Paris. So we'll take a break from our song segments now and we will go into what's trending. And Maddie, kick us off with our first topic. All right. So if you um, haven't been living on this earth... (laughs) For the last couple of decades. Um, so if you Abba's, were born now. If you were born immediately. Um, Abba's coming back. Guys, the beloved, beloved Abba. Yes. Um, I have an article here from ABC News and it reads, Abba released new songs ahead of new Voyage album, Virtual Concert, after four decades. So ABBA is releasing its first new music in four decades, along with a concert performance that will see the Dancing Queen Quartet going entirely digital. 
The forthcoming album Voyage to be released on November 5 is a follow-up to 1981's The Visitors, which until now had been the swan song of the Swedish supergroup. The concerts will be held at a purpose-built ABBA arena in London's Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park on May 27. Quote, we took a break in the spring of 1982 and now we've decided it's time to end it, ABBA said in a statement on Thursday. They say it's foolhardy to wait more than 40 years between albums, so we've recorded a follow-up to The Visitors. The group has been creating the holographic live show using motion capture and other techniques with George Lucas' special effects company Industrial Light and Magic. They call it the strangest and most spectacular concert you could ever dream of. We're going to be able to sit back in an audience and watch our digital selves perform our songs, the group statement said. Weird and wonderful. The avatars <laughs> were created using motion capture technology similar to that used in uh, similar to that used to create Gollum in the Lord of the Rings movies series and will show members of the band as they looked in 1979. The concerts will feature 22 songs including the two new numbers and a sort of greatest sort of a greatest hits compilation including Dancing Queen. So there you go. There's more to that article, which we'll link um, in our description. But yeah, ABBA's back, guys. Whoa, that I didn't realize they were doing all that stuff about the concerts. That's yeah, so, so there's cool. like a full like digital concert, and they're using there's like a photo of them um, in this article, like in these suits with like the motion capture things on them, oh, and so cool. they're basically like turning themselves back into what they looked like back yeah in like the 70s and 80s, and they look. It's quite, it's eerily realistic. Yeah. Which is weird because I've seen some clips of it like on the news and stuff and it's quite odd. So they're basically just, they've performed the whole concert with this motion capture stuff on and they're just, yeah, like CGIing their old selves onto them to perform this concert. It's really, really weird, but very cool. Yeah. That's, that's quite ambitious. I'll be interested to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of them actually returning, I do have a bit of a hot take, guys. Ooh, ooh. Um, Here we go. <laughs> so I'm not like the biggest ABBA fan. We're gonna um, get absolutely destroyed in the comments. Like. I know, I know. Here's the thing: I think they obviously are pioneers, and the impact that they had all those years ago is very significant even now. But yeah. I just think, I think, similar to how I feel a little bit about the Beatles, like. Uh-huh. I just feel like... Another, another very <laughs> controversial Vivian hot take. I feel like it is a little bit, like, overrated in the sense that it just feels, like, derivative. But I'm sorry. Okay, I'll stop with the hot I think, takes. Look, I think, for me personally, ABBA was something that I listened to when I was, like, four years old. Because yeah. my parents listened to it, and then I never listened to it ever again. Mm-hmm. Like, I would listen to Dancing Queen... And, like, Mamma Mia occasionally when they came on at parties, and that was kind of it. And the Mamma Mia movies... Yeah. I... Hot take for me, I absolutely despise. I hate them with every fibre of my being. I do not like them. I, I love cannot that. stand the Mamma Mia movies, or the musical for that matter, which is shocking for me to say that I don't like a musical. That is shocking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got dragged to it, and I didn't like it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but I enjoy ABBA's music Mm. and it was interesting like I feel like they're kind of because I feel like in the last couple of years the Mamma Mia movies have taken on this new sort of role in like pop culture and everyone yeah is obsessed with them Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of like memes and things and everyone kind of like you know pretends to be Donna Mm. and all of this other stuff and 
like they were teasing like ABBA were teasing things on TikTok of like little videos they were doing like little like studio tours and oh. like like um they were kind of you know filming themselves like playing piano and like there were like these teaser videos that they kind of brought out and I think they're capitalizing on that um, yeah. sort of yeah. pop culture phenomenon surrounding the Mamma Mia franchise and they're going okay this is really popular again let's let's, let's do make it. a new song like yeah so i don't know i haven't listened to the new song actually yeah. so i'm not quite sure how yeah well the thing is when i listened to it it just felt and i know i'm gonna sound so awful <laughs> when i say this but for me it just felt like you know have you ever seen that simpsons meme of like the guy the old guy that's dressed like a skater boy oh when he tried yeah he's like hey kids yeah <laughs> it's very much like I got that vibe from it and I think going off of what you just said like I didn't realize they were doing all that stuff on TikTok um it very much feels like they're trying to capitalize on something it doesn't feel authentic and yeah it feels very manufactured very yeah PRE like it's, yes yeah yeah and so yeah that's sort of what how I feel about it but I you know I definitely recognize the impact that this has oh yeah 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 and by by just just to clarify, we're not knocking the fact that ABBA no. has had, like, an enormous impact <laughs> on the music industry. Like, this is insane. We're just saying that, you know, like, I feel like the return is very, yeah, just disingenuous and kind of, yes. like, capitalising off something that, yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. If there are any updates, we'll let you know. Yes. Um, but next story, Vivian. Yes. We've got some more hot takes for C- you. Continuing on the controversial train. Um, so, I guess if you have, haven't been living under a rock, you would know that Kanye West's Don, D- Donda, Donda. Donda sorry, is finally out. Um, and I have an article here written from ABC News sort of talking about the release because this has been very chaotic this time. So, written by Al Newstead, it says, Kanye West has finally released new album Donda. Named after his late mother, Donda is the 10th studio album for West or Ye, as he's reportedly filed to officially change his name to. And follows... I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. And follows on 2019's Jesus is King. In its current form, Donda features a bevy of features sprawled across 27 tracks. Running at nearly two hours, it also comes with alternate versions of songs heard from the recent album listening events. Special guests include The Weeknd, Lil Baby, Kid Cudi, Travis Scott, Lil, Lil Yachty, Jay Electronica, Playboy Cardi, Baby Keem, Young Thug, Lil Durk, The Late Pop Smoke, Jada Kiss, a much-talked-about Jay-Z feature, a sample of Lauren Hill, and more... So just hours before Donda hit streaming services on Sunday night Australian time, Kanye posted images of a text message on his Instagram suggesting that DaBaby's manager was delaying the album's release due to clearance issues over his feature verse on the track Jail Part 2. I'm not taking my brother off, West said of DaBaby, calling him the only person who publicly supported voting for West in the 2020 US election. So just hours after its release, West took to social media to claim that his label released Donda without his approval. Quote, Universal put my album out without my approval and they blocked Jail 2 from being on the album, he wrote in an Instagram post. Donda arrives after multiple set and missed release dates over the past month or so, including 23rd of July, then 6th of August, 
West has publicly aired revised versions of the music at three separate stadium-sized events, which broke Apple Music's live streaming records, two in Atlanta and a third in his hometown hometown of, of Chicago on Thursday night. Hosted at Soldier Field, the event saw West showing up with accused rapist Marilyn Manson and controversial rapper DaBaby, setting himself on fire and a mock wedding with ex-wife Kim Kardashian. It was a lot. Earlier this week, Kanye launched a Donda Stem player, a $275 device that allows users to customise any song that will reportedly ship with the new album. So, that was a lot. It was a lot. Um, yeah, so I think we've said this before on the podcast, but we are not Kanye fans. Or yay fans. Or yay fans. Um, Definitely no yays from us. Thank you very much. I'm, for me personally, I think everything he released before, like, 2010 was good music, but I think post then, I just feel like his music has been a spiral down into a place where I just can't even (laughs) comprehend, and I think, you know, as a artist and as a person, I don't agree with the things that he's done, and the way I see this, and I think especially with this release and, you know, all the Marilyn Manson stuff, the DaBaby stuff, the Kim Kardashian stuff. I just think this man needs help. And I feel like his fans put him on a pedestal. Oh, yeah. To the point where it just ignores the glaring issue at hand. Definitely. I'm not going to comment on his music because I've never really ever wanted to listen to his music. Yeah. Um, I've only ever listened to it, like, in passing when it's just been on or whatever. So I'm not going to comment on that. But I think, obviously, Universal were, like, sick of all of the, like, (sighs) BS. Yes. just, like, we need this album out because it's ridiculous. So that's obviously why they've released it without his permission. Mm -hmm. Um, if that's... Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, so... Yeah, I just, it's a whole mess. I feel like everything that Kanye has been involved in over the past couple of years has just turned out to be an absolute, like, mess. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, everything he touches (laughs) just disintegrates. Yes. (laughs) And I think that is in part to the people that he associates with and this, again, this pedestal that his fans kind of put him on, they feel like they worship him yeah. for some unknown reason. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why, after everything that he's done, they still continue to support his music, mm-hmm. which essentially pays for his lifestyle that he continues to do. Like, after publicly supporting Trump, Mm. after spouting all of these lies that slavery never happened. Yeah. All of this disgusting other things that we won't get into, I am just gobsmacked that he still has a platform and that his fans continue to give him that platform. Yeah, and I couldn't have said it better myself. It's in a, It's this vicious cycle because, like, he will do something or he'll say something, you know, like with the whole DaBaby and Marilyn Manson stuff, mm. um, Anthony Fantano, the needle drop, very famous music reviewer, he said, I couldn't have think, like, the only reason why he would have done this is for the headline. Yeah. And that's exactly it. And I think that says it in itself of 
what is actually happening with him. And it's clear that he, I just think he really needs help from the people around him. But again, that help is not going to come when he sort of has this God complex that his fans give him. Oh yeah. He's like to a T a narcissist. Yes. And it's become concerning how much he feeds off this attention Mm. and this constant need for like, himself to be talked about in the media and that's why he does all of this ridiculous stuff like the Marilyn Manson and debate yeah. thing at the listening party like that like there was no need for that no need at all mm. except to get people outraged and get people talking like we're doing now exactly and it's paid off and he knows what he's doing but that's the concerning part is that he knows what he's doing and he's doing it for a reason so yeah I don't know Yes. Um, I haven't listened... I've listened to bits of this album. I don't think I will listen to the full 27 two hours thing. Again, Um, we're not going to... Yeah. But, yeah. We will... We'll give you updates if there's anything else that happens with Kanye. I just think it was impossible not to talk about this given the impact that it has on the music industry. Yeah, definitely. Yes, so with that, we will wrap up What's Trending and we'll go back into our song segments with Under a Rock. Maddie, what's your song? All right, so my Under a Rock this week um, is quite interesting. I think it's very cool. Um, It's called Worrying by Clean Cut Kids. So um, these guys, they're a band from Liverpool, I believe. And um, this song really is, I think, the epitome of, (laughs) like... (laughs) A lot of my mindset sometimes. I'm very much a ball of anxiety. Yep. And this song really resonates with that. It's all about worrying so much that the days pass you by and you don't get anything done. And, you know, you are so fixated on these things that, you know, don't have any meaning or anything Mm. in your life. And it kind of takes away, um, takes yourself away from that. And But it does it in such a fun, fun little yeah song like it's so upbeat like the vocals are so playful and super bouncy and it's like got this really cute like guitar like acoustic guitar backing to it and i yeah i think it's just the cutest song ever and i love it it's such a fun song but i as well i very much resonate with the meaning of this song (laughs) I just love how it sort of says that, like, well, worrying has taken over my week. And that's so true if you've ever been in that space before where sometimes you just don't even realize how much time has how much time you've spent on worrying about things that you can't control. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, like the way that the song is put together, like you said, it's a really sort of fun way to consume it. It's not just really like sort of down in the dumps kind of song, but um, I really think the production's really interesting on this as well, especially that ending part. Oh, yeah, the ending. Oh, uh, yeah. the ending is so cool. Like, the way it basically just, like, um, sort of spirals into, like, and it very much re- replicates that feeling of just yeah. in a, when you're in a worrying spiral and or, or an anxious spiral where you're just constantly overthinking things. It's yeah. so cool. It's so well done, too, because yeah. basically what happens is, like, right towards the end... Um, the vocal line just repeats the word worrying and it goes up in this weird sort of like it starts off on like this nice major scale and then it kind of like you have some like minor chords here yep. and there and then it kind of like the vocal line gets faster and faster while the um, 
while the instrumentation still stays the same so it's kind of like jumping the gun and it like overlaps on itself and it kind of it has that weird sort of you know very minor feel and it sort of yeah spirals towards the end and it kind of goes all over the place and it really does replicate that like worrying spiral very well so i think that is an excellent Mm. excellent way to end the song um but i just want to read out the lyrics of the chorus because i think they're absolutely fabulous um so it goes I just lost another week to worrying. Worrying stole my whole week again. Beat myself up like I was beating a drum while each of those Sundays came and de- came and they went. Maybe I'm living my whole life in a hurry. Basically, none of it's been getting me anywhere. But people keep asking me how I've been while worrying stole my whole week. I think it's just... Like, yeah. It's so well put together and I love it. It's so good. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, maybe this is getting a little bit too deep, but <laughs> I think it's you don't really hear this sort of perspective in music, I feel Mm. like. I mean, yes, you do hear about anxiety and that sort of thing, but that really specific feeling of just constantly worrying about things that you can't control and just worrying how things will turn out, I think it's really, really... I really love that they've done this and that they've really captured it to just really hit exactly where it needs to. And... Yeah, I just think it's And really they've done cool. it in such, like, a light-hearted way as well. Yeah. But also, like, again, like you said, it really hits the nail on the head with, like, how much energy and time mm. things like worrying about stuff can, like, consume. And you don't realise how much of, yeah, like, your energy you're putting into all of this stuff that really has no bearing on mm. your life. And it's just, yeah. But... It's a really fun song that ends in a really, really beautiful, interesting way. Um, so that is Worrying by Clean Cut Kids. Um, now, Vivian, what's your Under a Rock this week? So my song for this week is called Walk by Griff. Um, so I had heard I had heard the name Griff sort of around, um, and it wasn't until I heard her song Black Hole that I sort of was like, oh, I need to dive into her music. And... Um, This song is coming off her debut mixtape, which just came out, I think, a couple of months ago. And it's just, it's so different (laughs) for me, um, this sort of music. It's, like, just this very, like, pop, it's a sweet, pop, wholesome love song. But It's exactly what I would pick. Exactly. It's a song that I would pick. (laughs) Um, But I just think it's, first of all, her vocals are really, really cool. Um, She reminds me of Maisie Peters, and it turns out they've collaborated before, so, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Maddie said she sounds like Fletcher, who we love here. Absolutely. I caught my ear. 100%. And um, the production on this song is so cool as well, especially because, like, when the chorus comes in... It's just sort of driven by this palm muted guitar. And I think I spoke about this last week. You did, yeah. <laughs> but I love a good palm muted guitar. I just think, especially in this context, in this pop context, it really drives the song forward without sort of taking up too much space. And I think that's so, so cool. And I just love how, just how wholesome of a song this is. It's really, really great. Like, as soon as you played it for me, I was like, this is exactly, like, my... Yeah. What I listen to on a daily basis. So I immediately, like, added it into my rotation. I was like, that is going in my playlist. Thank you very much. Um, But, yeah, her vocals are, like, stunning. Mm. Absolutely gorgeous. 
Um, I love the whole vibe. I love this genre of music, as you know, from a lot of the songs that I have brought up in the past. (laughs) Um, So I'm just glad I found another person that I can exploit for this kind of music. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I went through the rest of her mixtape and I really enjoyed a lot of it. And it's just so funny for me, who doesn't really listen to the style of music that I just really, I don't know, I gravitated See, you're it. turning me into a metalhead and I I'm know. turning you into a softie. <laughs> We're just by the, you know, <laughs> in five years' See, time. See, the way that I like this song, like, yeah. and I like Monster. Yeah. The one that you brought up, and now you like this, so. I mean, in five years' time, we're just gonna be completely, like, We swapped. are gonna be one human, yeah. like, entity that loves the same thing yeah um but yeah i really really enjoy i really enjoy this artist and i really enjoy this song so that is my under a rock for this week walk by griff now we will go into caught my ear and i'll kick us off so my song for this week is called skinny dipped by banks wow another banks song wow so surprising (laughs) um so this is her second single from this year following the devil which i had spoken about on the podcast before Mm -hmm. And this song is, I think, very, again, different for Banks. I mm-hmm, feel like she's yeah. really experimenting with this new album that's eventually going to come out. Because this song, Skinny Dipped, it is like this sort of slower, sort of toned down R&B-influenced song. There's no like climactic moment in it. It's no. very sort of toned down. Um, in the production and in her vocals. But what I think is really cool is, like, especially from the second verse onwards, she kind of has this, like, cool rap flow to yeah, her. Yeah, she's got very much a swagger. Yeah, I love it. and it's just so interesting because we haven't really heard her in this context before, at least in this sort of slower, more toned-down context. And I think it just sounds so cool. Yeah, I think, like, because I haven't been a previous fan of Banks until like you know kind of recently Mm. since you've brought her into my yes um into my world but um I am really enjoying all of the music that she's putting out especially this one I think it's really really cool really really toned down and like pared back but Mm. also it's still really interesting to listen to yeah which is I think something that is hard to pull off but she's done it really really well I think yeah and I just think she really treads this line of like releasing this really like fun like interesting production but also like being really vulnerable and that's why I really loved her last album because it was like she was really hitting hard with the subject matter and the lyrics and everything but I still need to listen to that album. Oh, I still have to listen to it. yeah and but like it the production was just so fun and different and really easy to listen to so that's why I love I love Banks so much. But yeah, that is my caught my ear for this week. Skinny Dipped by Banks. Maddie, what is your song? Okay, so my caught my ear this week. <laughs> I am obsessed with it. I absolutely love it. So it was recommended to me by my sister. So shout out to Lexi shout out. for this absolute banger. Um, so it's called Ralphie by Post Animal. So I'd never heard of this band before. Um, and so apparently they're from Chicago and they've been around for a while. They're kind of like a prog, like psychedelic rock band. Who would have thought that you would nothing, say those words? Nothing like what I normally listen to. I know. <laughs> I cannot believe that sentence came out of my mouth. I know. <laughs> but I adore this song. First of all, intro, fabulous. Mm. It's like this guitar riff that 
comes from like it sounds well i think it sounds like queen it gives me very much queen vibes bohemian rhapsody type mm. guitar solo thing yeah. which again i love and it comes out through like the rest of the song as well which is awesome and particularly the chorus is amazing <laughs> i love it um there's the particular like vocal line there's this like really high note that like jumps up like in the middle of the of the phrase and it's just so fun and like it's not something that like the first time I heard it I was like oh that is so cool but like you weren't expecting it kind of like takes you know it takes you back a little bit and then as it kind of goes on like there's this thing that comes up like this it there's like this hit on the second beat of like the bar getting a little bit technical music yeah um, music theory um no but like it's so satisfying i love it when that because that's it's not something that is you know it's used quite a bit in in popular music and stuff it's a mm. nice little device that kind of gets you because you like the music cuts out and then there's like this hit on the second beat that really like gets you enthused it's very it's yes. very cool I always jam along to it. I always have to, I have to like physicalize the yes. kit. I have to do it. It's like, always. it's like illegal if I don't do it. <laughs> like it feels wrong, not like doing something like shaking my head or whatever. But I, yeah, I adore this song. I think it's the best thing since sliced bread. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny that you've brought this up because I feel like this is something that I would have brought up. We're really switching roles today. We I love really it. are. And I love it. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is such an interesting song and it's cool because I've always loved like psychedelic rock or prog music. That's always been somewhere where I sit really comfortably. And I think what's cool about this song and this band is that they, again, have really made it really palatable. Like it's yeah, not, yeah. it doesn't really get lost and it doesn't really feel like it's a very loose structure because it's not. And I think that's something that's really cool when it comes to psychedelic music, because usually it's just this free... Free-for-all. Like, free-for-all. Who knows it. where you'll land by the end of the song. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've done that really, really well. And at the same time, I think it's really cool that they... For me, I hear like a lot of, like, you know, you said Queen, but a lot of like classic rock, 70s, 80s, like influences in there which is really really cool to hear in like a modern context so yeah i am a big 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 fan of this song yes um i've been playing it a lot so i'm so glad that my sister brought it up because she played it for me in the car i was like what the hell is this (laughs) i need to be listening to it constantly thank you very much um so yeah shout out to her um and shout out to post animal for a fabulous song Mm -hmm. um so yeah that is my caught my ear for this week it is ralphie by post animal and that is it for the episode guys thank you so much for listening if you got all the way through that absolute mammoth yep <laughs> um you can check us out on spotify apple google podcast Castbox, wherever you get your podcast fix and you can follow us on social media at caught my ear pod on facebook instagram and twitter that is where you can send us your recommendations we say it every week we'll all we always will Please, just send us whatever you're listening please, to. Please, please, We will react to it no matter how left field it may be. Yep. We will react to it. If and it's classical, if it's yeah. psychedelic rock, if mm-hmm. it's whatever, I don't care. I'll listen to it. Exactly. And you can also let us know what you thought about the songs that we brought up in the podcast. Whether you like or dislike, please let us know. That's why we have this podcast. It yep. is a conversation. Yep. But until then, you can join us on Monday for a brand new episode. Bye, guys. See ya.